There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. There we go. Welcome to Doug's a Disaster and the family with Doug Sprinthal. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. The news is coming up with the family. Yippee! Dougie. Oh, I go first? See, I usually go second in the first hour. We're mixing it up. Second. Uh, You threw me a curveball. No. We don't really know. We're just going to tell oh, Michael doing. Bryant that you're taking number one position in the first two. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's oh, great. Eat it, Michael Bryant. Uh, join us for Car Selling Secrets today. I'm Walzer. really excited. Paul Walzer, my good friend and long-term boss and a mentor and torturer, will be joining us. And I think I'm just going to sit back and listen to Tom and Paul talk because uh, when these two get together... Um, Paul should actually be on the radio, right? He should, yes. You know, they tell you not to talk about religion or politics, and that's usually his opening oh, gambit. Oh, lovely. <laughs> we, we went out to dinner smart. one time, and he goes, all right, go around the room. This is in 2012. Go around the table. Everybody tell us who you're voting for and why. I know. Oh, God. And then we started drinking. Anyway, yeah. it should be an interesting show, and it starts at 1 o'clock. That's a wonderful thing. How, oh, how did the job fair go yesterday? It went really well, although I really want to question the... Whoever it was decided to have it in the parking lot when it was 90 degrees. A little hot up there. Wasn't so we were just torturing people. A lot of KQ listeners showed up because they'd heard Good. us Excellent. talking about it. And I, I think we probably actually hired a few of them and or at least got them to the point where they're thinking about joining our team. And, and they're, they're the best because you could just mess with them. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. About we're not going to interview you until you've lost 15 pounds, sit in your chair, and don't take any, don't take any uh, sodas. So that's what was fun. Works for me. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people 
who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. A lot of good songs. Um, Dead heroin overdose. Yeah, that's right. But what's the title of the song? No rain. Yes. Who's the singer? Some oh, his name, Shannon his name was Shannon. Yeah. Yep. I happened to see him at First Avenue back. Shannon only- Moon. Hoon. Hoon. H o o n or o u n or something. That's an interesting last name. He, he looked like a hippie. From the Hoon wow. family. He looked like a hippie child. <laughs> the Hoon family's at the ballpark. <laughs> Andy, you're moving out of St. Louis Park just in time. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, God, no, I couldn't believe that. They're, ban- yeah, they're banning this, the Pledge of Allegiance at the city council. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, they're yeah, not going to say it anymore. Pledge of Allegiance. 5-0. Everybody the city bo- council, for God's sake. <laughs> what is the big problem oh. here? Let's say the you're Pledge take, of Allegiance and protest. You're taking taxpayers' money to run your deal, and you aren't going to right. pledge allegiance to the country that they live in. Well, I don't nuts. get it. They are. Well, they're just nuts. Did they give a reason why? It's uh, probably really. offends somebody. Probably Actually, because, they didn't really say. No, they didn't say. They said they weren't going to do it. It's probably because oh, it's under God and. It's la, because la, la. not everyone who does business with the city or conversation is a citizen. Who cares? So what? You're in America now, you bastard. A lot of people care a lot more about non-citizens than they do about citizens. Well, they pretend to because they want them to vote for them. That's they. But well, it's a yeah, city obviously. council. It's like. They so still, what? They still the... need to be voted for. I guess. Two people today have told me about something that happened at a Twins game, and it's not the Twins' fault, but, you know, they're drawing 30,000, 35,000 people per game now. Now that they're winning some games. And they go to the KISS camp. Now, mm-hmm. this is one of the most liberal states in all of America. Yes. No Minnesota? Oh, yes. God, yes. Oh, God, yes. So the, this young couple's on there, and they're kissing. Everybody goes, oh, how sweet. You know, the whole crowd, oh, how sweet. They go to another one, same things. Oh, isn't that cute and all the rest of it. They go to a third one, and the guy goes, it's my sister. You know, and everybody laughs about that. It's funny. They go to a mixed-race couple, not one sound. Are you kidding? Oh. This is the most liberal state in America. What do you mean, not one sound? Nobody N- went, oh, Nobody oh. went, oh, or in, it was just silent. What? It was a black man and a white woman. Oh, silence. Like that, that awkward silence? Yes, like an oh. awkward silence. I've heard, three people have told me this now. Wow. So I thought you were going to say it was a couple of dudes. Well, because that happens, later, I guarantee it happens. Two later, it's two guys, yep. same thing. Not a peep. Out of anybody, so you phony liberal bastards is all I'm saying. See, I'm I'm a phony liberal bastard, I guess, because I, I 
I have I've got gay friends. It's never bothered me. I just right. don't like to watch boys kiss each other. So I'm about I just want to oh, go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd rather not look <laughs> at that <The> baby. <laughs> well, it's they're going to you kick know. your dad out of Harvard uh, retirees if you keep that up. So we were watching Rocket Man when we were in North Carolina. It rained oh, one yeah. day, and there's yeah. a couple of scenes that are pretty. Pretty graphic. You don't actually see the organs, but Elton's going at it with his future manager, pretty hot and heavy. Sarah took her glasses off and then put both hands over her eyes just to keep the gayness out. It was really funny. God, that's terrible. How'd she feel about Brokeback Mountain? Ah, uh, she never saw that. Uh, I don't, oh, don't know if it's yeah. on her watch that, list. That was pretty graphic. I wonder. Do you I think. think it's a possibility that gay men and women? When they see a movie that has heterosexual sex in it, do they do the same thing? That's a great thing? question. Let's call. They might. All right, gay listeners, call in. What's right the studio? Really Six twelve. Like what's the number? Watching anybody do it. <laughs> well, I know it's excessive. Yeah, well, that's the whole I deal. I don't really. I yeah, that. I don't really enjoy it. To tell you the truth, I understand. It's like exactly you're just you're doing this to fill up time in the movie. Six twelve two nine five fifteen twenty six. But I mean, I, I, t- I t- told these people that you and I went to dinner. There were three couples. It was Catherine and me, and two mixed race couples, two black men with white women. And everybody started making out. No, but oh. nobody cared. I they mean, nobody stop. nobody stared at us or any <laughs> of that kind of stuff, right? Oh, this is nice. I don't ever notice what anybody's doing outside of my immediate table. <laughs> I'm like, right. they are who what. But Everybody's I didn't notice like, anybody. Is that so-and-so over there? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> but, I didn't notice anybody pointing at the tail gun. Look at that. There's mixed race over there. How ridiculous <laughs> would that be? Why would you have no reaction to, first of all, a mixed race couple and then a gay couple? That's I weird. Don't know. Maybe they're just not used to things. It's like, I don't who know. Who cares? Maybe it was a busload from a tiny little town where... Well, let's see. Who are we going to insult now? Rochester? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying go, anything. <laughs> a tiny little town. Oh, Lake Wobegon. That's who it was. Lake Wobegon. There it was uh, Lutherans from Lake exactly. Wobegon. Exactly. Maybe they've well, just, never seen anything like that. I wonder if the people who still go to Twins games are people that... Still are, go to Twins games? Well, no, but like they're like that people... That ancient art? <sighs> I wonder if it's still people that are... You know, a little shaded by that. I don't know. It's America's pastime. There's not a whole lot of young, hip Z generations going to the Twins game anymore. Well, he said there were people of all ages there. Well, well, yes. Usually are. You know, maybe. So you think your theory is that they just happen to pick out the only two gay people out of (laughs) thirty-five thousand? Who knows? I have a feeling there might be some more. <laughs> you never it's, know. It's amazing, though. It's amazing know. that we... Oh, we're Maybe so, there's a gay person section. We're so accepting. <laughs> I don't remember we, seeing the we purple seats. Succe- we, we, we accept everybody. No, you don't. You frauds. Yeah. You do not. I hear you. I hate that so much. Oh, I just love everybody. It's like I people remember- who want more uh, wind power, but they certainly don't want a windmill anywhere near their house. Well, it was they the are noisy. Remember, they wanted to put put a couple in, in the Kennedy in the ocean by the Kennedy House. And they oh, said, yeah. absolutely no, 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 no. not. I want yeah. a wind power generator at my place. First of all, they're our, ugly. our new place. Secondly, but... they're noisy. Our neighbor had one. Remember yeah, in Dayton? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, they never asked us if it was okay. No. It was very, it was very, very noisy. Loud. And also, I don't want all those bird parts being flung at my house. Well, in the car. <laughs> And they cause cancer, too. It's bugs. You know that's why the birds fly into them? No. Because the blades turn around and bugs get killed by the big blades, and then the birds come to eat the bugs. 
And they get killed. Well, they should learn how to like Andy's bank in better face and sit on the. Well, you can look it up if you want. I think he is. Well, so, we just paid one. a crap ton of money to have our house painted. Oh God! This morning, 4:30 a.m. Woodpecker. Oh, oh no! Geez. Already, oh, it's like they're done. Yay! Let's go chomp the house. I hate those things so I much. I do too. I mean, I love them, but I hate them. Wow. <laughs> so. Wind turbines kill between 200 and 400,000 oh, birds it's a, annually. It's a problem. 400,000 birds. Compared to 1.5 to 3.7 billion from cats. Kitty. Kitties. <laughs> so apparently wind how turbines aren't that big of a deal. How many Compared birds are cats. killed by cats? Because the cats will bring them home. Why Not don't always. we just put the cats by the base of the wind turbines? There we go. Ooh, kill like the it. birds before it yeah. doesn't them. make any sense. So four well, they would, they'd kill... <laughs> Birds. They'd kill fewer birds, right? Because they'd have just a, a more of a ready supply. Put all the oh, cats. Well, like, you know how the cat can only see. Why don't they string those things like they do at the beaches? They just have those filament. Um, I'm sure they will eventually. It's, it's fish line, right? Yeah. And they just have, and the birds don't fly into it because they can see it and they don't fly there. Hmm. And it's, I mean, fish line's pretty cheap, right? Yeah, it's really just, cheap. Yeah, all you need is some posts and some fish line. Well, 300,000 is actually not very many birds compared to all the other things that kill. Birds well, are just so well, dumb. Well, the problem I mean, is it's they're a lot of times they're on a migratory <laughs> path, and so pretty soon if they can't get to where they're going, they're not going to be any of certain species, I'm guessing. The best thing, though, for woodpeckers for getting... You know, is a pack- shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> rocket works good and too. And it's cheap. It's ten bucks. You go to Menards, Home Depot, get one of those plastic fake owls. I have. She those has like eight of them. Yeah, those don't work. Those don't work at all. Uh, yeah, I have. I have three birds' nests within eight feet of one of them. That's a myth <laughs> started by the fake plastic owl industry. <laughs> so you know, well, exactly well, actually, it, it does work in um, the boathouse. It keeps the the um, swallows yeah. from building oh, nests. Oh, really? And okay. it kept the swallows from building the nests out in our in our covered porch area. It doesn't keep a... seagulls away because they no. come in at the end of one dock well, and a guy just... put a whole bunch of them up and <laughs> you'd go down there and the, the fake owls are just covered in yeah. seagull poop. But I love, uh, so we're at the our friend Katie Harms' cabin, Dana. And Katie Harms, and they've got this little, they've got a boathouse, and they've got these big posts. One has an owl on it, one has like a, I don't know, some sort of hawk, and there's birds perched on top of Right. <laughs> <laughs> really working well. But I he, have a feeling they work until the birds see you move them, and then they're like, yeah, hey, maybe. wait a minute. Well, I think, I think that's the thing is you have to keep moving them or the birds figure it out. But, yeah. but Dana had a brilliant thing. He, he called them hill, hillbilly doorbells. They were just cans strung up inside oh, the yeah. boathouse oh. in the corners, and then the birds don't, they, they had no nests in there. So, hmm. yeah, if you hang, if you but hang stuff that's reflective, it's not the prettiest thing in yeah. the whole world. They even say, and I think it works with flies too, but you can hang like pennies up in a window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that's reflective, oh. the birds, because a lot of times birds, when, especially by windows, they put nests there because the reflection of the outside, so yeah. they still think they're not at a house. They right. think they're, I don't know. Because they're bird brains. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can put up things that are reflective. I, I tied or, up all that tape and all that you know that reflective tape bird tape bird scare tape and it just it's so flimsy one little uh-huh. windstorm and it's in the lake bye bye so that didn't work very well 
You know, when we talk about killing birds, we like to play music underneath. That's right. <laughs> Who do you think you are, NBC? Yeah, what was that? We were watching that what? last night. It was the funny. Debate. Oh, yeah, I'd rather have my eyes poked I out than watch a debate at this that. point Very in time. Negative. Well, y'all know what they're going to say. Right? Actually, you, didn't you know, know I actually wa- I watched really? Colbert afterwards. Sarah loves oh, yeah. Colbert. He was really funny. He ripped just about everybody. Well, it was terrible. <laughs> it was. I mean, How many it, candidates? 450? No, uh, 10. There's uh, 10, 10 last today. night and only 10 today. Only 10. Yeah. So they split With your them 45 up. seconds. Yep. This is, President Trump was on to something. When he, this is from Newser, by the way, a very far-left news reporting service. And they're quoting a woman from the Washington Post. And you know how much they love Trump. So. We have uh, a caller. I'll finish my story first. What are you, Lastman now? What are yeah, you, NBC? I'm just you know. We have a caller. What? Hey, picking on her again. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, now we'll go to the caller first, and then we'll come back and talk about this. Who's the caller? Hello. 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 This is Phil. You say Bill or Phil? Bill. Bill, how you doing, Phil? Bill. Doing pretty good. Jesus. I was just calling in about the windmills. Oh, yes. Um, I don't have the article in front of me. Maybe Andy can find it. But it supposedly takes more energy to actually produce and make a windmill than it'll ever recoup in its lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Don't shatter my I, wind dreams. I wouldn't doubt that at all, by the way. That, I would They're not doubt so that for huge. one minute. They're huge. Like, that was all I had. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Bill. Did, you, did you want to weigh in on heterosexual people making out? Yeah. There you go. Heterosexual. Uh, whatever anybody does in their own bedrooms, fine with me. <laughs> How about on the kiss cam? How about on the kiss cam? Thanks, guys. <laughs> he just blew you off. It was phenomenal. Hey. So anyway. So anyway, President Trump was on to something when he tweeted Wednesday about the unprofessionalism of the first Democratic candidate's debate as a not-ready-for-prime-time moment. This one ranked right up there. Media columnist Margaret Sullivan, who's very liberal, by the way, begins at the Washington Post. At the start of Hour 2 of the NBC broadcast, strange voices seem to pipe in from the great beyond as Chuck Todd, one of five moderators working in two shifts, twice asked a question about gun violence referencing the Parkland shooting, only to be met with confusion and then laughter from the 10 candidates on stage. They were laughing about the Parkland shooting? They couldn't hear them. What? Why not? Because what they'd done is they switched moderating teams for the second hour, but they didn't switch the mics on to Chuck Todd and whatever the woman was that was with them. Wow, that's a mistake. They still had the mics up on the people that had Oh, that's just Savannah Guthrie. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So they're in the back of the thing talking to each other, and that's what the candidates are hearing. And Chuck Todd's trying to answer, ask questions, and they can't, nobody can hear anything. They can't even hear So them. they took an unscheduled commercial break to straighten it yeah, out. Yeah, they did. Okay, so There's if some that, if you're poor sound debate, guy just Make sure got, you take your mic off and drop it in some water. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, no one will know what you're saying. It was pretty interesting, I will tell you that, because, uh, you know, they. Well, Savannah Guthrie said, Would someone grab my binder? You could hear her in the back because yeah. she didn't know her mic was on. That's and another cool. guy said, I got out of the toilet. <laughs> I think it was Lester remember. Holt. Yeah, I think it was Lester Holt. Because I think, I think they right were the first him. ones, and Chuck Todd and I don't remember the God. woman that was with him was did the second Rachel, hour. Rachel Maddow, maybe? You know, it uh, might have been. I think it was Rachel Maddow. I'm not sure. She's really even keel and very friendly. Oh, yeah. Really, really nice yeah. person. Yeah, and what do you think about this Wayfair walkout? 
Isn't that weird? I don't understand we're, it. We're building beds for children. Yeah, two, oh, no, you're $200, not. $200,000 worth what? of beds to go to detention, or whatever they're called. Right. It's Holy because it's center. loosely connected with Trump, and that's not but really all. But you're giving them good things, yes. new beds. Yeah. This is a good thing, Still and you walk out? I don't understand. I, I heard that they were going to. Did they actually walk yeah, out? Yeah, they walked they did. out. I'm, I they just, did I, I'm not understanding what the point is. So you hear what the owner did? No. He donated $200,000 to the Red Cross. <laughs> oh, good for him. <laughs> to piss everybody off. But they didn't like it because it oh, went to the boy. Red Cross. It should, it should have gone to, to the children at the border, not the Red Cross. I don't think you Cross. can actually just... I don't think you can either. Yeah, how are you going to manage that fund? Look, this is all phony. It's all on both sides. It's all, as I say, trumped up. I mean, it's just BS. It's everybody posing to make themselves look better. And again, but I just don't. I, I mean, as an employee, I don't understand don't the thought process. Yeah, hey, I'm, get it. I'm proud that I built beds for little children in need. Let's hurt our company and keep that? people from having a new bed. I, people are not, nuts. Do you get it? Nope. Hmm. I was hoping you did. <laughs> people are crazy. They really are. There's just a lot of politically blind, very stupid people. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know. I, I, I did watch some of the debate last night, and uh, it didn't. It wasn't all that bad. It wasn't all that good. It was just kind of nothing. How did was, Amy Klobuchar do? She. Uh, we'll find out after the break. Amy. Oh. Yes. Oh Amy? my God. <laughs> Amy. By quickly. We'll find out about Amy Klobuchar. She had a very good point, actually, at one point. Oh, that's good. We'll be. I shouldn't say actually. I mean, she's a smart woman, but we'll be back. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. So Alex must not be coming in. (laughs) 
That's Alex. Well, Come on, well. there's a raindrop. Yeah. It's so, hard to drive when the barometric pressure is this low. Exactly. Uh, all right, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Catherine and I were watching Tuesday's episode of Jeopardy, mm-hmm. and it's the Teen Challenge. And they showed a picture of two men, which in one second, Catherine and I knew who the two men were. There was a, I think, what, a 16, a 17, and an 18-year-old, the competitors? Yeah, yes, 16, 17, I think so. And they, the freshmen look like they're 15 years old. They do. They really do. I mean, even their voices. It's like, they haven't even changed yet, have they? <laughs> so they show these two guys, name the band these two men played in. Nobody rang in. Nobody listened, nobody paid attention, nobody nobody knew. It was Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Oh, my God. They had no idea but who they it was, were. But they were, like, very young looking. doesn't matter. Like I, you, you know who they I are. I mean, I was a little bit like, wow. Keith Richards was very handsome when he was a teenager. Keith Richards was ever no. that young? He was, I've never he, thought yeah, of him as a handsome. No. Look at him in that picture. He was a cute little kid. Comparatively, compared to the Keith we know today. Well, that's <laughs> true. And those were the days of Shepard. So for some reason, the contestants kept going back to that category. The next one comes up, a little audio with a picture. Nobody rings in. Nobody has any idea. It's Madonna. Well, I was happy well, about that one. Yeah. The Pop-Tart has, is gone. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy about it. Her fade. I've never liked her. When I was a kid, I knew what my mother liked. I knew what my grandmother liked. I knew all the, you know, I went back at least two generations, you know, to Rudy Valley and for my mother, like, uh, you know, Glenn Miller or whatever. But Alex had a point. We listen to all kinds of different music in the Mm -hmm. house. Well, yeah, there's a reason for that. What's sad, a lot of people don't. They just listen to one thing, and that's it. What's sad is that Madonna just put out a new album. People still don't know who she is. It's a stiff. She She put out an album? Yeah, Yeah, she just put out an album. I think she's She's going on tour. She's got that chip monkey's sounding voice, and I just can't listen to it. It just grates on (laughs) me. No, I've never been. She's... I just, I don't know I, what I it is. I have the same voice. problem with Debbie Harry. I never got Blondie. I'm like, oh, there's a few really good songs. We were listening to, um, I somehow on my on my cell phone got a bunch of Debbie Harry <laughs> <laughs> songs on there, and we were listening to, I'm like, these are awful songs. I know. Other than her three really big hits, yeah, uh, it all was terrible. Class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Heart of Glass. Call Me, Call Me is really a good song. That's a good song. Yeah. Well, it's from American Gigolo, so how bad can it be? <laughs> that's a really. That's yeah, a I was good probably song. what? When did she become popular? Really late seventies, uh, really early eighties. I was about twenty-ish. Yeah. I think yeah. that's about right. And all the dude, you know, because guys back then were kind of into the punk scene, but Debbie Harry was really cool because you know she used to be a playboy playmate. Oh, oh yeah, really? I didn't, so I didn't know that. Know that. It doesn't mean no she can idea. sing. Yeah. Well. But, yeah, her band was just terrible, Yeah. <laughs> other than her three big hits. Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, what are you going to do? But, yeah, right. but, I mean, even, you know, we would even play her. I mean, we played just tons of stuff. Was it Debbie Harry that did Rapture? Yep. Yeah. Rapture. That was yeah. like the first rapping. rap song. The first rap song yeah. by a honky. <laughs> the first rap, the rap uh, stars were the last poets. And you don't want to listen to that on private no, radio or, no, or I, you can't you, you can't, can't listen, listen to, it. to it they might drop the big n and the big f quite often in their songs 
I was yeah. listening to Flight of the Concords on the boat the I other day. I think that's guy, and I was listening to Tears of a Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I've got hurt feelings. I've got hurt feelings. <laughs> the greatest. I love that. You are so funny. God, we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, he's coming back into town, I think, pretty soon. Oh, he is? I think so. He's a good guy. He's a really, really good guy. Um, that's a long time ago now. Yeah, I know. It just, that's yeah. 2007, I think, yeah. when that record came out. Is that right? And the, that was how, the, the show n- was... night I knew my daughter was going to become a teenager. Because ever since she could speak, when I'd put her to bed, she wanted to do Wishing Well. You know, Starlight, Starbivers. Mm-hmm. So one night, she's about 11 and a half, and she goes, Dad, you know, we've been doing Wishing Well a long time. Can, can, <laughs> can we do a different song? I said, sure, Ellie. What do you want to do? She goes, the humans are dead by flight of the Concords. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. The humans Just about are the dead. robots taking over the world. Bye-bye, and sure enough, we sang Lynn. that for about six months. And Very after funny. that, it's like, yeah, you don't need yeah, to talk to me anymore. Yeah, don't even come in here anymore. Don't We're look good. at me. Yeah. <laughs> don't We're speak good. to me. The man of co- Oh, my God. This just popped up. The man accused of causing the death of a beloved flamingo at Bush Gardens, Tampa. Um, there's a beloved one? A beloved flamingo. <laughs> Unlike the oh. other a-hole flamingos. jackasses. This is a very inventive name for a flamingo. What's the name of the flamingo? Really creative. Pinky. Pinky. Flaming. You got it. Pinky. <laughs> of course it's. Yeah, flaming O's. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so anyway, the man accused of causing the death of a beloved flamingo at Bush Gardens, Tampa, was murdered this month. Wow. He, oh, got, he had it coming. Joseph Anthony Carrao was struck by a pickup truck while crossing a busy road in Orlando before 6 a.m. on June 5th and died at a hospital, reports Tampa Bay Times. Sounds like a smart guy. Citing Florida Highway Patrol, the 48-year-old was to face felony animal cruelty charges at a trial set for August. He was accused of throwing 19-year-old Pinky to the ground during a visit to Bush Gardens. Oh, what a jerk. He grabbed a fling and threw it on the ground? Witnesses say one of the bird's legs was nearly severed in the incident, after which Pinky was euthanized. Corral jailed for five days before he was released on bail express remorse upon learning the flamingo had died. So I wonder, I wonder if he was killed by someone or if he walked right in front of the But didn't the story, did I mishear I thought the story said that he was murdered. It did. But I don't know, well, he you might know have just walked in front remember, of Remember. You're not going to get the real story for four weeks after yeah. the yeah, story right. comes out. Yeah, that's true. Then yeah. maybe some But that's not great surface. writing. It says that no. the guy that killed the flamingo was murdered, and yeah. then it just goes on to talk about the flamingo's euthanasia. Right. And how he got hit by a car. A they pickup don't... truck on yeah. top of it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Upon his release Weird. on bail, uh, he expressed remorse upon learning the flamingo had died, claiming he was trying to show off for his daughter. Show off by killing a flamingo? Okay. Look at me, throw a flamingo. Oh, by the way, he's schizophrenic. Uh, There's all kinds of twists in this story. Well, God. Man, that's a that lot of twists. That makes sense now. No, it doesn't make sense. It, it shouldn't does. That. Oh, but someone with schizophrenia would murder birds? Yeah. That would, I mean, he kills a flamingo and then he gets hit by a car wandering on the highway. Well, that's true. I think he might have been yeah. uh, unmedicated. Yeah, you might yeah. be right about that. Oh, that's what you meant, how you see you, good God, a lot of nice news this morning, I tell you that. Here's a story. Protected birds are eating crows alive. Crows are pretty tough, aren't they? Crows, oh, yeah. are, crows are terrible. They eat little baby birds. Uh, right I know, but... Well, you misread the, um, the word crows. Oh, cows? <laughs> I, you're, well, they show Tom. a bunch of crows. Oh, you know what? 
Here's the reason, because they're black vultures. I thought it said crows because it was right under the picture. Uh, Let's see those. Don't they, they look like crows, don't they? Just say yes. They do make look him like feel crows. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very crow-like. Do you have the wrong glasses on, dear? They look like crows. crows. Yeah, those look like crows. See, they don't go. look like cows. No, because <laughs> they're all in a tree. Well, I thought it said black crows because it's a, but it's the birds are eating cows alive. What? Oh my well, god! Well, a crow would do that. They're horrible. Crows are not. And so nice. would a black vulture. <laughs> a black. Oh yeah, vultures do them. if yep. there's any like any scent of decay at yeah. all. So if a cow has like a scrape on it and it's infected, like they will totally go after oh them. My Vultures God. are gross. Mm. It's gonna be a hell of a way to die being pecked to death. Oh yeah. Awful. I mean think about that. It might be a little painful. Mm. So what's this all about? Black vultures and turkey vultures share spaces they roost together in the same trees in Staunton, Virginia. Okay, well uh Apparently, the birds jump around playing with the newborn cows before going for their eyes, killing them. Oh, oh my God. Jeez, that's yep. a nice story. See, newborn cows, they have it's blood like, all over them. Yeah. Oh, they do. That's right. That's true. Yep. So it's like coyotes. Coyotes will play with a dog a few times and then come back with the pack and go kill it. They're gross. Mm-hmm. God, that's, I've never seen anything like that. So these black vultures are attacking cows. And, and eating them alive. Well, oh, so God. much for right through the eyeball. Can't we get can't we get that yeah. kind of bird to fly through the windmill? <laughs> yeah, one of, one of the vultures fly through the yes, windmill. Exactly. That'd be a much better. I have a outcome. feeling they're so they're so big that they would just get something broken. They wouldn't just die. That's okay. They wouldn't be able to fly and do anything. Yeah. Vultures. Yeah, turkey vultures. There is a lot oh, of turkey they, vultures they are down in Florida. You see them just riding the thermals all the you time. You see them in, huge. Yeah, in northern Minnesota, too. They're like oh, really? all over the place. Yep. I've never seen them here. Oh, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Oh, my God. A shooting in Alabama has led to manslaughter charges, but little else about the case is typical. The person charged is 27-year-old Marche Jones of Birmingham, and the victim was her five-month-old fetus. Jones is not accused of firing the shots that killed her unborn girl, but police say she started the fight that culminated in the shooting, so she was shot, and they bring her up on on manslaughter. What? Because apparently she started an argument. I'm confused. Which caused the person to pull the gun and shoot her, but the bullet went through her stomach into the baby and killed the baby. So they're blaming the mother for starting the fight okay, in the first no, place. That makes zero sense. I, I couldn't agree with you more. She didn't shoot herself in the stomach. No, she did not. The person is charged, uh, charged 27-year-old Marche Jones of Birmingham, and the victim was her five-month-old fetus. Jones is not accused of firing the shots that killed her unborn girl, but police say she started the fight that culminated in the shooting. By the police account, Jones went after Ebony Jemison, 23, outside a dollar store in Pleasant Grove, and Jemison yeah. eventually fired a gun to protect herself. A bullet struck Jones in the stomach, and her fetus didn't survive. Police initially charged Jemison with, in, in the December 28th, uh, 2018th shooting, but those charges were dropped when a grand jury fell to indict her. So basically, tragedies all around. It happened in, uh, in Alabama. At the dollar store. And guess uh, what color Marche Jones is? She's uh, a black woman. Really? Yeah. I would have guessed like a dusty mauve or maybe a <laughs> yeah, taupe. Yeah, dusty mauve. That'd be good. Well, taupe would be good. Yeah. That'd taupe. be good. So you start an argument knowing that someone's going to shoot you? I doubt it. You're not going to start an argument with someone you, that has a gun, I wouldn't well, think. Well, maybe they didn't know they were packing. 
Yeah, but so how can you blame her for the death of her baby because she was arguing with someone? Well, did they say... I don't know. When you were reading, did they say that they had been... she They had tried to charge her with something before and then it never was indicted? Uh, let me go back to this. Yeah, story. the grand jury because didn't indict her. If it was directed at her, then maybe that's their way of getting her now. I guess, but I, I just... No, you can't make up laws. I don't know. Speaking of Alabama Al- does it all the time. Speaking of Alabama, did you hear about <laughs> the uh, the car dealer down there is having a 4th of July promo? Yes, that was hilarious. No. Buy a new or used car truck, and it's a Ford store in Alabama. I repeat, this is a Ford store in Alabama. You get a Bible, an American flag, and a shotgun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Proud to be an American. There you go. Brilliant, though. It's gone viral. I mean, it showed up in automotive news and all the readers and stuff. And And did a lot of people show up? Well, it's the 4th of July, so it's the 4th of July sale. We'll find out. Only on the 4th of July. I I have a feeling it'll be tremendously successful. Probably. I would assume so. And I do love them, by the way. First thing, he gets a bobble. (laughs) A bobble. Bobble? Learn how to say the word. It's not bobble, you lame brain. <laughs> That's the point. That. Uh, you, said, you said you were wondering if, if they had charged her with something else initially? Yeah, because you, you read something about her getting charged for something and then they never indicted her. Okay, it says, let's not lose sight that the unborn baby is the victim here, says Police Lieutenant Danny Reed. The fetus was dependent on its mother to try to keep it from harm, and she shouldn't seek out unnecessary physical altercations. Authorities say the fight was over a man, the father of Joan's unborn baby, as a matter of fact. She was taken into custody Wednesday after being indicted on manslaughter charges, and the move is prompting criticism. Today, Marche Jones is being charged with manslaughter for being pregnant and getting shot. What? That doesn't sound like a real thing. It's a real thing. It is literally from, uh, from this is on news, first of all, and they don't print a whole lot I mean, of the yes I mean, yeah, I guess but. she's responsible for the series of unfortunate events, but she couldn't have known that somebody was going to shoot her in the stomach. Oh, God, when they shot she her? started a fight. She was wearing a skeleton T-shirt, so the print on the front, she was, it was a skeleton. I don't know. It just looks weird. Uh, You got the skeleton T-shirt on. She looks like she might get crabby. I will tell you that. That baby's going to have a great life. Oh, wait. The baby's dead. Yeah, Yeah, the baby's dead, unfortunately. Yeah, very sad. I don't, you know, I, wouldn't you, how can you charge with manslaughter? She sees her, the, the father of her baby with another woman, so she argues the other woman. The other woman shoots her, and somehow she's guilty of manslaughter? I don't get that. It's not, it's not going it, to, it won't get anywhere. I'm going to send Mike Bryan down there to do a little pro bono work. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's there crazy. You That's crazy talk. We'll be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. 
If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. What the hell what was that, that all about? I don't know. What's that all about is what I'd like to know. My Sharona. I won $100 off of this album, as a matter of fact. Did you really? Yep, when The Knack first came out, uh, what is it, Get The Knack is their first album. It mm-hmm. looks exactly like Meet The Beatles, the cover. But uh, I bet Cliff Siegel, now Lauren Siegel, $100 that that album would go platinum in 90 days. Did he pay up? Of course he paid up. No, okay. there you go. <laughs> Touchdown! That's all I know. Actually, he was a good guy. The, the lead singer. I didn't know the other guys in the band too well, but Doug... Uh, Doug, what was his last name? Flute, not Flutie. Yeah, <laughs> Doug. Ron Doug. What the hell's his? It's God, not Felder. It is. It's, it's something F. like that. Yeah, though. it is something like that. The lead singer of the Knack, Andy. Who is it? N A K N A C K. K N A C K. There you go. God, Doug Felder. Not Felder. It is something Fieger. like Feger. 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 Doug Feiger. That's his name. Is Doug Feiger. But he was a very very nice guy. And I actually met Sharona. Had the personality of a rock. But other than that, yeah, you know, I saw a story about her. She's now a real estate agent in L.A. or something. Is she like really? That. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She had well, she was only like seventeen, I yep. think, when that song came she out. The, so her her business cards. Yes, I am. My, 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 my Sharona. Sharona. <laughs> I'm that my Sharona. Sharona. Remember when that knack wrote that song about you? Forty years ago, or <laughs> that whatever. Was so funny. That, honest <laughs> to God, he was so good at that. Chris Farley. Oh yeah. Remember, remember when you were in the Beatles? Remember? Remember? Remember, remember, remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> no, no, I so don't remember that. Funny. I don't remember when and I was in the Beatles. And they're in the, the basement talking to this guy. It was hilarious. That was a really good bit. Hey, you know, Chris Farley Ma- was funny. Paul Mercurio tells a story that he was, uh, you know, he's working on. I believe he was on the Colbert show at the time, but it might have been the, uh, the previous show. But Paul McCartney was on the show, and and Paul Mercurio was kind of like a side said, "God, I'd love to have you on the podcast sometime." He goes, "Okay, when?" <laughs> And he showed up and did the podcast. Wow. I mean, that's pretty impressive. That, that is like impressive. Paul McCartney. But he never forgot, by the way, that after the Beatles kind of broke up, people were mad about it, and he had to drive from city to city to city to look for work because everybody was mad at him. To. Well, he didn't have to, nobody, to, to continue his career because everybody blamed him for the breakup. Well, you can find Sharona Alperin's website. That's the name of Sharona. She is a realtor, and her website is mysharona.com. Well, there you go. So mysharona.com. So, ride that go. wave for as long as you can, Sharona. Oh, yeah. She's, she's very open about it. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Well, Works. everybody knows that song still, yeah. don't they? Well, it's catchy. I think so. Even if you don't know the band. 
Yeah. You know that song. I would say so. I think they play it at, like, sporting events and things. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I did, look, it's a good song. It was, it was a matter of fact, the first, first time they ever appeared in Minnesota, they were at the old the old Guthrie Theater. Oh. It was really cool. They were playing in the round. It was a really that good was a, show. Yeah, that was a good place for music. Oh, God, yeah. It was really a lot of fun. But The guitar solo in the long version of that is really good, and it's it really is. hard to play. It's it not is, easy. Yeah. It's like, wow. I was I in a band, it. and it's like, hey, let's do my Sharon. It's like, okay, it'll be pretty easy. It took a while, a couple of weeks to figure it out. Really? But everybody liked it. Well, it, even in the main part, there's these little weird timing, like stutter steps. It's not the same all the way through mm. so to make it sound tight the drums and the bass they have to stop for like a quarter beat a couple oh, of times yeah. and then come yeah. back in and then the guitar solo is about three minutes long mm-hmm. and it's uh anyway but people dug it and it went over really well it's just like yeah this song is a little more complex than we might have thought initially that was approximately the same time that bobby columbi the former drummer for blood sweat and tears was our a and r director back then and he signed uh the knack <laughs> They also signed Billy Squire, and I remember we were out in Palm Springs for a uh, Capitol Records convention, and uh, I don't know how it happened, but this one guy fell down the this the grand staircase in the hotel, and all this cocaine flew out of his pocket. Weird. So, planted, I'm so sure. everybody got a call, and I guess... There was cocaine all around the outside of the hotel because they were all throwing it out the window. It was like <laughs> Casablanca. I'm shocked that there's gambling here. Yeah, exactly. I'm shocked that you have cocaine. How'd that ever happen? But yeah, Bobby Columbia was amazing. He all signed, the record guys went and got, got straws. <laughs> he signed Billy Squire. Yeah, I remember because we went and played basketball. We were out there, and on the way over to the basketball court, he said, I want you to hear this, and he played the stroke for me. I went, oh, my God, that's going to be huge. Billy Squire was a nice guy, too, and, and he you could find a little white powder in his nostrils. What's he doing these days? Uh, his father was worth, like, $2 billion, so probably oh, not wow. much. Oh, wow. Nice. Probably not much. Nice gig. I don't know what to tell you. But, yeah, there were very... That's the one thing I would say. I can't really think of one artist on Capitol Records that I ever met and went, God, what a jerk. They were all pretty damn nice. And then some of the other ones, like, Boz Skaggs, one of the greatest guys ever. Well, um, you were in promotion, people. so they might have been nice to you. Really, you think so? Well, you were going to be getting them, you know, airtime. Yeah, that's true. I suppose and that is true. And sales, so why be a jerk to you? But they couldn't be. It couldn't have been nicer. They were really, really. I'm not saying everybody. That they weren't. I'm just saying that they might have been motivated. I'll never forget. My mother wanted to see what I did, and. Wow. I said, so what do you mean? She goes, well, I, I want to go to one of these concerts that you have. And I said, okay. So there's one there's one downtown. I think it's, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the band. It's like Red Rider, I think, is the band. I said, oh, yeah, Red Rider's on Capitol. She goes, they're appearing with something called Meatloaf. <laughs> and I said, okay. Well, yes. So she goes, and the scene where Meatloaf is... Talking about talking the, the beautiful young woman about you know don't leave me or I want to be together with you or whatever it is and she runs over. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. But I won't do that. Yeah. You know what he's talking about yeah. in that song? What? Um, this is a family show. It's when a woman has an appliance to do things that normally men can do. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. She would do anything but not that? No, that he would do anything, but he doesn't want her 
Inserting Invading it. his private space. Oh. Oh. That's what that song's about. So she was going to dig for coal? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, next time you hear your song, you'll just laugh because it's real. I heard that 10 years ago. I'm like, oh my God, that's what that song's so about. So many songs ever. are so dirty. I mean, oh, they yeah. really oh, yeah. are. Oh, yeah. Alex used to roll. watch that. What was the one with, um, oh my God. Get physical, physical. Oh, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, yeah. Grease. Yeah. She used to watch that over and over, and it's like yes, she, she did. She's like, "Why did you let me watch that as a kid?" And I'm like, "What?" You didn't she's know. like, "It was so filthy." I'm was like, it, really? "It is." Yeah, it is. Oh, so I got to tell you to, to wrap up the meatloaf story. So my mother is seeing Red Rider, and she, "Well, that was nice. That's your band, isn't it?" I said, "Yeah, it's the band that I'm Sun Capital." Well, it's a really good band. So then Meatloaf starts up, and he's singing that deal with an all his friends. And of course, the audience is quiet, so that you know you can hear on stage. So she runs over and starts soul kissing Meatloaf, and you hear my mother in the whole theater because I was in way in a different part. Hear my mother go, "Well, for Christ's sake, (laughs) (laughs) that's really nice, Mom." And then she did it one other time when uh, we were at a movie with uh, who's the guy that played Arthur. What's his name? Dudley Moore. Dudley, Dudley Moore. Moore. Right. Dudley Moore is is doing a he's he's a psychiatrist and he's treating a gay man. Uh, and the gay man starts talking about very openly about having sex, right? So my mother and it doesn't matter that he was gay or whatever. It's just being that open talking about having sex with that person. Once again, there's my mother. Well, ish. <laughs> Your mom didn't think there were gay people until 1950. That's what she said. Right? Nobody was or gay 1960? until 1960. <laughs> right. There were no gay people That's until 1960. There That's... were no gay people until 1960. Oh, she didn't know. <laughs> well, she was 40 by then, so yeah. I don't know. She had some interesting thoughts. Rock Hudson, <laughs> Montgomery Clift. Yeah, I keep going down. Think of a few. Keep going down the list. Yeah. Lawrence yeah, Harvey. But they, kept that, they kept that stuff pretty secret. They did. That, you know? in, yeah, in fairness to your mom. Yeah. Ooh, I want to ask you guys a question because I'm I'm going to see if Catherine wants to watch us like you know tonight or Friday night or whatever. I have not seen this movie in 51 years, but it's Alan Arkin in Heart is the Lonely Hunter. You guys ever I've seen? I've never that movie? seen that. Oh God, it's phenomenal. Alan Arkin plays a, a, a deaf man, uh, and he's doing sign language, and all that, but it's very very it's a very sweet movie hmm. about how he becomes very important in other people's lives. So. You guys, you've never seen it? No, I, I do. else. title rings a bell, but that's it. The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, written by a 22-year-old woman, as a matter of fact. The book and the movie. She wrote the book and the movie at 22 years old. That'll make you feel like, well, I haven't really contributed much. I haven't even like. started my life. <laughs> I haven't even started yet. I was <laughs> listening to you interview, and I can't remember his name, Napoleon Dynamite. The oh, John day. Heater. He was, he was great, but... One of the interesting stories that he told was how the movie got funded. They just yeah. went to some buddy of theirs, yep. uh, had a rich brother, and he funded the whole thing. Yeah, he yeah did. what did it I cost? bet he did probably pretty well. Oh, that movie's made. <laughs> how much is how much is Napoleon Dynamite made, Andy? It's got to be a hundred million. Oh, it's it? got to really? be. I would think. I would wow. absolutely. Well, think it's so. a cult movie, so but, it's yeah, that's true. And then one of our listeners, when I was interviewing him, sent me a, a text message, and it said. Do the chickens have talons? <laughs> I remember that. He was wondering if the chickens had talons. I wonder if I watched that again, if I would think it was funny. Oh, God. I watched it three times, and it gets better every time it you see better? it. It gets better? Yeah. He, it's a great movie. Is she hot? That's, yeah. that's all. 
uh, was it, is it, that's not, is it Pedro. Pedro. Pedro, Pedro that's yes. Pedro. Pedro is she hot? That's pretty much all he says the and whole time. We used, to, we used to have my daughter, we called it doing the Deb. She'd do the side pull with her hair. Oh, yeah. And then put your fist just like that. <laughs> just like that. What'd you find out, Andrew? Glamour pictures uh, of Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico. You can only really find its box office draw. Which, you know, it doesn't include home movies, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but its box office draw was about $45 million That was the first year. On though. a budget of 400000 yeah. So, hey, pretty good. That cost 400000 How? I know. <laughs> How did that cost 400000 Oh, no, it was the, uh, uh, the, the, the lowrider scene. Uh, that car probably, was probably fifty yeah. grand. Yeah, true. Oh. Um. But that was just his first year. Uh-oh, Alex brought dogs, so we got tons of dogs again And today. barking. That'll be great. Hi, Birch. Alex is coming in. Mm-hmm. She got here for Did you know that two, we changed the podcast till 11 to 1? Yeah, did you know that, Alex? I can talk to both of you about this, that every Thursday I will not be here for the first hour. Oh, that's right. Big baby. Before you change the podcast. Oh, yeah. Big baby. Forgot about that. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Why don't you bring your dog with you today? I don't have one. I heard her yipping in the hallway. Oh, my God. I'm yep. losing her mind. Yeah. Again? Yep, yep. She's very excited to be here, everybody. Yes, I imagine that's probably true. She looks like, what am I doing here? So I wonder what the all-time box office is for Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, box office stops being relevant. Yeah, I suppose. Once it gets out of theaters. (laughs) So we got... got That's that's probably one of those movies like Rocky Horror that they show on art houses all the time. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Which isn't huge volume, but it's still carrying on. One of the greatest things about interviewing John Heater, who played Napoleon Dynamite, about the whole thing is we then started blasting Nick Swartzen because he was in uh, Blades of Glory and, uh, God, was it the baseball movie? Whatever that was. But Benchwarmers? I think it was Benchwarmers. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. But uh, So I, I texted Nick Swartzen and I said, John Heater was just on and we were both blasting the hell out of him. He goes, well, he was nice to me, wasn't he? <laughs> like, I was just kidding, no. Nick. No, Nick, we savaged, ravaged and savaged you. That's all there is to it. But, you know, oh, this again. That'll be, that's going to go. You really are a big baby. Really. He is a big baby. It's all true. You're a baby. Oh, more bad news for Kevin Spacey. Accuser alleges assault and battery in new civil suit. Boy, these people, once they get nailed, it just never (laughs) stops, does it? No. They do this over and over and over again. A Massachusetts man has filed a civil lawsuit against actor Kevin Spacey, whom he accuses of unzipping his pants and groping his genitals during a 2016 encounter as a result of defendant Kevin Spacey Fowler's explicit sexual behavior. His name is Kevin Spacey Fowler? I didn't know that. Didn't either. Uh, I didn't either. Uh, Lewd and lascivious conduct with the plaintiff. The plaintiff suffers, uh, has suffered, and will continue to suffer in the future severe mental distress. Come on, because somebody grabs your crotch. Oh, I I'm not gonna ever do it again. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I didn't realize it would create yeah. stress. Yeah, they used to do a thing called squirreling to guys all the time. Well, look, when we take publicity pictures out, like at you know these big arenas, almost one out of ten people, while they're snapping a picture, will reach over and squeeze your package. 
because they think it's funny. I would definitely have a roped-off area for <laughs> roped people after area. that being They have a much, much worse prank in Japan. What's they call that? it a prank, but it's called kancho. You do you take your fingers like this, and then while the like other person is like your yeah, like you're making like a gun. gun. Yeah. And then while the other person isn't looking, you get it behind them and you crouch down and you go. In their butt? Yep. Right in the butt? Yep. You know, that's Bro. the downside uh, that of a, I would not want that's the downside of a homogenous society right there. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There's not enough to diversity to make them say, you know, let's maybe not do that. We will be right back with hour two in minutes with the family.